Yo, what's up? It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. <laughs> em found the blue button, as you can tell, and uh, it's pretty funny. Guys, we went to a <laughs> graveyard. It was fun. God, those crickets go forever. Mm, mm. Oh, you had to off. turn it off. You can. I didn't know that. I'm sure it ends, but we went to a graveyard. Are you sick of us yet? Have you clicked <laughs> off yet? <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> Lives a psychic medium, and we took her to a graveyard to talk to spoopy things. Spoopy. They weren't really that spoopy, but. Like yeah. your step aunt Cheryl. It's very spoopy, yeah? Do, 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 do. <laughs> No more button. You cannot have it. Don't touch it. You asked for it. I did. Uh, Yeah, so it was fun. We went to this graveyard that we, it's a non-disclosed location. And I drive by it every day on my way to my old job because, hey, guys, I have a new job. And, of course, we have to tell you because every time Liv gets a new job over these last six months, you need to know about it. (laughs) I guess so. But, yeah, every time I drive by this graveyard, okay, well, I should clarify em and i have been wanting to do a graveyard video since we started yeah but we didn't know how we were gonna do it because em's like you could just talk to some dead people and i was like we talk to dead people i'm like that's not how that works also we should maybe have a quality plan b in case there aren't any dead people at the cemetery no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) so i was like i'm nervous this is a lot of pressure but every time i would drive at Five o'clock in the morning on my way to work, I pass the cemetery and it's like super, super pretty. The trees are really old. It has like hills and stuff and it's very like small and I don't know, unique. It had pretty gravestones and the gravestones were so old that you couldn't read half of them. Yeah. Um, but I would drive past the graveyard and I would have this guy, like the spirit of this guy be like, what's up? And I'm like, You're scary. Don't talk to me. And he's like, too bad. You should uh, film your video here. And I was like, "Uh, we can't film our video here because one, it's cold. Two, it's five o'clock in the morning and I think I'm hallucinating. (laughs) And three, Em and I haven't even talked about doing the graveyard video except for that one time when we literally wrote it down in a sauna. That's it. So Em finally brought up the graveyard video and the the guy that- Because it's warm now. Yeah. Well, the guy that talks to me at the cemetery was like, it's ready. It's time. It's time. (laughs) I was like, no, get out of my head. So we went to that cemetery. And it was, uh, it was a good time. You also need to understand that my mother is a psychic medium. If you're new to this podcast, it's genetic. Do, 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 do. And um, when I was a child, our family bonding time with me, her, and my brother was she would take my brother and I to cemeteries and try and find the oldest headstone like it was a game. Yeah, and it's super weird because they are literally both psychic mediums and can see souls walking around. So, Yeah. The tradition was started by my, well, actually, it would be my great-great-aunts because they were her great-aunts. Well, So my great-great-aunts and her great-aunts used to take her as a child to cemeteries and be like, let's go, kiddo. We're going to find the oldest gravestone. So that's, um, that's how that started. And it was kind of fun. So that's kind of what I tried to make this video feel like, I guess. Kind of. But it was lost because there was way too many souls that actually wanted to talk. Surprise, surprise. Well, yeah, there's a lot of energy at graveyards, I feel like. Yeah, but you always like to say that I'm, like, nervous about things. But you tell me that 
there's never been a time that I haven't talked to a soul. We exactly. talked to. I know. I'm kind of used to you being like, eh, I'm not going to be able to get anything. Okay. And we talked to seven. I don't know. I could literally walk up to any one of those stones and be like, who's this? And they've talked to you. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, there was two, three people, three souls that didn't really want to talk. They were grumpy, which is fine. But. Which ones were those? The two that were one by that were by the the tree that was the portal, and then the oh I see one with the wife that was like I don't want to talk to you because I'm religious. Yeah, but the man talked to you. Yeah, but he's his a wife, nice man. Well, yeah, he's nice with his little tiny spectacles, but his wife was kind of like offstandish because she's like get out of here. It's like I don't believe in this. Yeah, which is fine. But yeah, um, I don't know where you want to go with this first. We can talk about the man. Yeah. I see the man, you guys. <laughs> Which is I'm, great. Because I'm not a psychic medium or something. <laughs> yeah, Em's, uh, Em's going through a spiritual awakening, and it makes sense that she would be a psychic medium because... Um, We're twin flames, guys. <laughs> yeah, two halves of one idiot. But yeah, going to the cemetery, I've never, like, I don't even know what the word is, like, knowingly talked to a soul. Yeah, Em's really good at talking to spirit guides who are spiritual beings, but souls, I feel like you've gotten a couple times, like, you've picked up on stuff that I've done. Because I or, feel like it's a lot of pressure. Well, yeah. To get souls because they like are very particular of this is who I was here. Well, it's not like the Dollar General. You don't just grab them. Yeah. And I feel like things that aren't souls, they validate things that make sense to me. So like the gatekeeper, there's a gatekeeper there. And he was like, I'm this milky mist type creature. Yeah. We should start with the fact that one of the things that Emily wanted to talk about, because we're going to get into like. I don't know, graveyard etiquette and traditions or something. And one of the things that she researched was that there are some witches that believe that there are gatekeepers that gatekeep graveyards. They they protect the souls that are in the graveyard. Yeah. And (laughs) I didn't, I've never heard of that before. So I was like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we go there. Maybe. I don't want to think about it too hard. Well, the man told you that there was one there. And that's where I was like, well, is it the man? Because there's also a superstition that says the gatekeeper is the first person that's buried there. But that also doesn't necessarily make sense because why would a human soul, like, sign up for something that they didn't actually choose? 100% nose go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you don't get to choose where you're buried necessarily. So why are you like, well, for eternity, you have to watch over this graveyard. So... What we found out is that there is, like, a gatekeeper and, like, a set of souls that maintain and take care of the graveyard. But the one gatekeeper that is at the cemetery that we were at is kind of, like... He's a, a spiritual being. Yes. He's not a He's not a human soul. spirit. Yeah. He's kind of, like, a milky cloud, fog, mist-type entity. And the way that he validated that for me is... You know how it's foggy over here? It's foggy over this cemetery because of me. Because I'm trying to protect it from other things around it. But that's why things like that make more sense to me. Because they validate who they are and all the weird things that they necessarily do. Whereas human spirits are like, you know, it's me because I make like pie and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. He validated it through fog which was something easy for you. He validates, like, other beings validate things based on things that I would know. 
Yeah, because they know, see, hear, and feel everything, so they use things that have happened to you to validate themselves. But I feel like souls aren't necessarily like that. They do it for their person. So you no. need validation. Oh, well, I don't know. I, don't I have done. Talk to them. Well, no. It, wh- so. When you get to this point, <laughs> souls will tell things to you that you know about yourself that they know because they're a soul and it's a human soul. Got you. So I was giving a reading to a person one time and they were going through a situation that I couldn't quite explain to them, but the soul showed me a similar event that happened in my life, like boom, 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 in order and was like, explain it this way because then they'll understand what you're talking about and how it relates to their life. So they will use things that have happened to you because they know everything about you to help you relay information to them. So they know that fog is something that's relatable to you to explain their existence. But for me, they explained it to me like the little dog from the cartoon. Also, (laughs) it makes sense because he's white light. Well, yeah. He's white, though. That's funny. White is protection. Mm -hmm. And it's like holy protection. Yeah. And he's like, I mask the souls here with my energy because I am fog. Mm. That's how he protects the souls there. Yeah. But Em and I both got cloud. Like he's like a fog mist type thing. But the way he explained it to her was different to me. Well, yeah. But it's the same thing. Same, same, but different. But I think the reason why... uh, he explained it differently is because I am more comfortable talking to entities, beings, and she's more comfortable talking to human spirits. Because at first you said that he looked like a human figure. Yeah, but he explained it like like the dog from um, the night. The night nightmare? before Christmas? The night. Oh, yeah. the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, the yeah. nightmare before Christmas, the little dog. So, like, he's thicker in the middle, but then he has that glowy essence around him, and he's like, that's what I look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because we saw the same thing. But he explained it differently, and we both got the gist of it. Because they use things that they know about you to explain themselves. Yeah. But another thing with, like, graveyard etiquette that I asked him about is witches like to leave offerings at the gate. And they usually leave kind of, like, coins and, like, herbs and things like that. Oh, we forgot to leave something for the puppy. Oh. (laughs) Gosh darn it. (laughs) But yeah, you're supposed to leave that for the gatekeeper. And when I asked him about it, he was like, well, you don't need to leave anything. That's like a human thing. Like, I'm not really, I don't need that. Also, but, we should explain that he was very sassy. Well, it was kind of like he's like an all-knowing being type of person. And we're Em and just I were like, making <laughs> fart jokes. <laughs> we're just like, this is really cool. <laughs> and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah, so much side eye, lots of eye rolling, very much like I have things to do and I'll answer your questions, but like other than that, I don't <laughs> not talking to you. <laughs> We're like, like you guys are embarrassing. We have all these questions and he's like, Oh god. <laughs> oh god, how am I gonna explain this to a puny human? <laughs> it was really funny. So that's the gatekeeper. So I guess uh and the way he explained it to me is It's not like he individually protects each soul. He just oversees the grounds in which the souls exist there. Yeah, that's why he's the fog over the entire place. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I think that when we say, oh, a a graveyard, I don't know, like, groundskeeper or gatekeeper or whatever makes it sound like they, like, protect things. And, like, 
it's not that he doesn't protect things. He literally explained it to me like how there's groundskeepers that like oversee things and like tidy stuff up or like if someone's like causing problems or whatever, they're like, hey, don't do that. That's basically what he does. It's like it's really not that like. Like the living people though. Yes. He, he was equating himself to the living people. So like if you don't know this, graveyards usually have people that come and like mow the lawn, get rid of the weeds. Make sure the headstones don't have garbage or anything on them. He's like, that's basically what I do, but on a spiritual level. And I was like, okay, is there more to that? He's like, yes, but also you don't understand it because you're not a spirit. So, But there was also, um, there's more entities that take care of the graveyard as well. But Liv saw a dog and a cat. And at first she thought it was one of the soul's, like, pets. But... We think that animals in our realm, like living animals right now, are kind of like spirit guides. But he was explaining that they are kind of the spirit guides or watchers of the graveyard as well. Which was interesting. It was this little tiny, like, dark gray cat that was a boy and this little tiny, like, Norwich terrier looking type of dog that was blonde and they were just like running around the graveyard together and they were super happy. Yeah, it's kind of like in anime you have those Shinigami animal like creatures. That's kind of like how I see them. Oh, really? Yeah. What is the Shinigami again? Um, you know, in Jujutsu Kaisen, the uh animals that that guy with the dark hair, yeah, can manifest. They're kind of like that. Mm. It was just really cute because they were like. Just running around, doing whatever. Um, and then... Cut Let's talk about the portal. There's oh a portal, guys. <laughs> so we were walking around. And the second we walked in, I, like, look at this tree and I was like, oh, my God, this tree has so much energy. I feel like it's talking to me and I think I'm going crazy. So later on, I, like, ask Liv, what's with this tree? This tree is like weird and I feel like there's a knocking echoey sound within it. And when I looked at it, the feeling that I got from it was one side of it was like a black hole. And I was like, I don't know, maybe it has like dark energy in it, but that doesn't make any sense because this graveyard seems like really, really chill and happy. And we'll get into that later because it literally blows my mind. Emily and I got spanked. (laughs) Um, But I'm looking at this tree and I'm like, I see darkness and I feel like quiet emptiness almost, but like a high kind of almost like when thunder is in the clouds, when it's about to rain, like that kinetic kind of like electricity yeah, feeling. That's interesting. So that's why I was like associating with it was like, maybe it has like a dark thing in it. And I was like, I know, I don't think so. Cause the guy who's leading, there was a guy who was basically like our guide at the um, cemetery the, the guy that was talking to me when I would drive by, we okay, met him, man. but he was like talking to him. He's like, no, it's fine. It's whatever. So we walked up to her and I was like, oh, cause she starts explaining the knocking yeah. and then the milky guy with, cause that's what we're tol- talk, the telling gatekeeper. him, the gatekeeper, he explained it to him. He was like, this is what it is. So mirrors are portals. And essentially how it was explained to me is a mirror is a portal because it reflects things into affinity. And it kind of is explained to me like a fractal, which a fractal is a pattern that can be repeated into affinity. So the same way that a mirror can reflect its whatever over and over again, this is the same thing that happened with the knocking sound in the tree. So the gatekeeper was explaining 
because of that thing that you've learned with mirrors, this sound is how this portal works because it echoes through the tree like over and over and over again into infinity. And they literally move through the like vibrations of the knocking in the tree. Yeah. It's literally the clairaudient explanation of a portal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also cool because, hold on, hold on. I, I wrote it down specifically because I wanted to talk about it. And I was reading it, and then that's when I made the connection. <laughs> yeah. Because Emma was like, this tree's a portal. And I was like, okay. She's like, we'll read the notes so that we can cover everything in the video. I'm like, okay. So I'm reading the notes, and I was like, Em, where's that tree placed at? Each cemetery has a center that all the energy gravitates towards. And that is where it could be the best place to communicate with spirits. So it's like a central focal point of energy from the existence of the cemetery itself and the energy associated with it. And I looked at the tree and I was like, um, it's in the middle of the cemetery. <laughs> so I'm thinking that other cemeteries probably have the same thing and they have a portal within the cemetery in the middle that spirits are able to use to move between this realm and the next realm. And the reason why it's in a cemetery is because it's a good place because of all the souls that are attached to like their gravestones and things like that. It's like easier for them to move through like space, if that makes sense. The way they showed me was when a person dies, sometimes they're still attached to their body because they're like, well, crap, now I'm dead. What am I supposed to do? Which I haven't had personal experience with yet. Like people like talking to souls that have been attached to their body. Usually there's a soul that's there that helps them cross over. But the man at the cemetery explained it to me. If someone is still attached to their body spiritually, even though they're dead, most people that are getting buried in a cemetery, there's a process that they go through, or at least their body does before they're buried. So you have like the funeral, the funeral reception, whatever. And then everybody gathers when the person is actually buried and put in the ground so that soul may be not only attached to its body but attached to the people who are following it around until it's laid to rest so having that focal point portal within is like once their soul is finally at the cemetery physically because it's following the attachment of the body or the people that it's attached to family members etc then they have somewhere that they can cross over again if they miss the boat the first time well, it would make sense because if you're having a funeral for someone, that would bring their energy to that funeral because they're talking about them. Mm -hmm. Or at least they would know if, they're yeah. not, if they have crossed over. And then you would literally bring them to the cemetery because that's where the funeral ends. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that makes me a little skeptical is that space and time don't necessarily exist. So why do they technically need a portal if you can be everywhere at once? Well, it's, what do you mean? Well, souls oh. know, see, hear, and feel everything. And they don't have to physically be next to you when you're talking. It's like, the way they explain it to me is, um, they show it to me like you being above all of the people within this physical realm. And you can kind of see like the tops of their heads. But not only can you see it from that point of like omnipresent view, but when people talk about you, it's like a lot of words all the time at once. But you're able to differentiate 
what words are coming from who without physically going to that person. So right. say I was dead and I'm a soul, you're sitting here next to not me talking about me. But then say on the other side of the continent, my friend who lives in Germany is talking about me. I can see both of you at the same time and hear the words that you are saying, but I am in one space. So why do souls need portals in order to cross over to spirit? It makes it easier. I don't know. I'm talking to this man or the uh, the gatekeeper. <laughs> Hold on. It was really confusing. Is it like before they understand that they don't have to do that? It's not necessarily about that. <laughs> I'm like asking him why the portal's there. And he's saying like, he's like explaining it to me through Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm like kind of confused. <laughs> but he's like, you know how Holcruxes are made where you have to like kill someone and then that rips your soul in into. He is kind of like there's so much energy in a cemetery because of the stuff that like goes into it that it has created a portal around it and it makes it easier for the souls that help the graveyard go back here and back to the spirit realm okay so it's not for the souls necessarily themselves yeah it's it just for the is spiritual beings okay it's for spiritual beings got it but yeah but that's why portals kind of show up in places that have a lot of like death with them well because it also it imprints on the energy like imprints the energy around it mm. kind well, of it like makes more sense stuff. like for portals for other beings to use them because like the little furry creature at Janelle's house and then like well yeah but they like fairies actually live in the trees because the trees themselves are portals so they live well, within yeah. the space between the particles of the trees which creates a separate existence what he's saying is he, he doesn't control where portals happen yeah they're just there and it yeah. just makes it convenient for souls to use okay I won't think too hard about it but yeah, he's like, it happens when something like chaotic happens at certain places, like how a Holcrux, you have to like kill someone to rip your soul in half. It's kind of like something traumatic has to happen to create a portal. <laughs> okay. That's the best way he can explain it to me as a human being. <laughs> but it's really cool. It is cool. But that's why it was like that at Janelle's house, because something traumatic happened there. A while ago, though. did Was there? I don't know. That's what he's trying to explain to me. But Interesting. Well, you want to ask him why is it there? No, I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm kind of blocking it all out now. So we also talked to the man who showed us around the graveyard who was the one that has been talking to me for so long. Do you know what his name is? Mm, no. Something with an L? It starts with an L, and then there's a an A in his name, too. But I feel like the, his first name starts with an L, like Lenny or something. But we tried to find his his gravestone. And, and he's he, like, you can't see it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, it's like it's not there. And I was like, what do you mean it's not he, there? He directed me to a gravestone, and I walked around to see the front of it, and it was, like, completely eroded, so you can't read it. And so that's he what like, he meant. You can't see it because the words of it is gone, so you won't be able to know if it's me or not. Yeah, and it's funny because I was like, wait. Maybe he just doesn't have a headstone. Like, that's what he means. And he was like, God, this fucking blonde is so stupid. He's like, let me talk to the Virgo. And then explained <laughs> it to the Virgo. <laughs> and he literally explained it to me like, look at this stone. Look at this stone. 
it's going to bother you until you look at the stone. And so I walked over to the opposite side of it and was like, oh, I get it. And I'm like sitting there blubbering out some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So he was really nice. He helped us understand things. And it was interesting because we were sitting on a park bench and um, he kind of just like, what? Wait, I forgot what I was going to say. But he was like one of the oldest ones there, oldest people there. Yeah, he said he was like the second or third, I want to say the third oldest headstone there. Yeah, which was pretty cool. But I think that's why he's like so protective over it. Yeah, he's really nice. He has a mustache too. He's like the guy at the front door that welcomes you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were walking around. So in addition to this L.A. guy, he um, was very nice. But we sat at one of the benches, and Em's like, all right, you got anything else? And I was like, gosh, no, I don't know. No, and I don't this, know. this, like, old woman walked forward. And I was like, hey. And she's like, what's up? No, she didn't really say that. I don't what does she look people. like? She was wearing a dress. It was darker colored. And it was definitely, like, old-timey. And this was before Em and I really got to look, like, at any of the headstones. We just knew everything was old, but we didn't read dates. And we're sitting on the bench, and this woman walks up to me. She's older, like, wrinkly skin. Her hair was pulled back. It was silver. And she showed me herself walking almost as if I, well, it was almost as if I was walking through the front door of an old home. It was all made out of wood, and it entered into a large just square sitting room and on the left hand side of the room there was a giant fireplace and I mean like giant and on the right hand side of the room there was a long table and like an area to like cook and stuff and then there was a small door in the middle of that first room that led to a back room and I assume the back of it had windows and it was more like a cupboard pantry type thing and over towards the right there was like stairs that went up into the ceiling like drop down stairs kind of um, that would lead to the upstairs. And Em's like, why is she showing you her house? And she was like, well, because it's nice manners. <laughs> She's yeah. like welcoming me into the house that she used to live at at one point in her life. And Em's like, well, you got anything else? So I was like asking very politely because I don't know who this woman is. And she's obviously from a different time period. She was older, but she was very, very nice and like welcoming, obviously. And I was like, I think her name is Caroline. And she's showing me the number 76. And I'm like, 1776? I'm like, no, there can't be anybody from 1776. That's like way too old. And I was like, 1876? And I was like, no, she's not. Also, you would have gotten all of those numbers. Well, she was also just showing me 76. And I was like, why? It's It can't be a, it has to be a date. I mean, she looks old, but I don't want to be like, you're 76. You know, like, that's rude. I don't want to guess a woman's age. I don't care if she's she just a soul. She you. Well, exactly. She was, but I didn't know that. I thought it was a date to look at yeah. a headstone. You said it. Oh, that's why she's 76 when we were at the bench. Oh, did I? Yes. I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I was like, her name's Caroline. Yeah, and you she's literally showing said, me 76. This woman's name is Caroline and she is 76. And then we literally got up and you were like, wait, wait, it's wait. over here. Yeah. Well, Em's like, well, do you know where she's at? And I was like, I don't know. Let me ask her. So she made me feel like as if a line or a string was being pulled on the left-hand side of my body out and around the cemetery straight to this one headstone that was sticking straight up. It was like one of the column kind of ones. So I was like, okay, maybe a soul's talking to me. Let's see if this is working. And I was like, Em, come over here. And she's like, what? Is she telling you where the headstone is? And I was like, I think so, but I don't know. 
We look at the fucking headstone, guys, and it says Caroline on it. Yeah, and then she was born in 1844 and then died in 1930. She was, was 76. 76. <laughs> and you can watch in our video, Liv literally shits my pants. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it was crazy. Like, absolutely banana grams. She thinks it's crazy, and the soul that she was talking to you was literally was making like- making fun of me. Are you kidding me? Like, you're a medium. Like, you've been doing this all this time, and this surprises you? Yeah, she equated it to, like, when a dog farts and scares itself. <laughs> She's like, you literally just farted and scared your own self. That's hilarious. <laughs> you're surprised at this? What is wrong with you? You literally do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> But it's not validated by a headstone, so it's weird. Yeah, guys, it was absolutely crazy. I can't believe it happened. I'm and really excited to watch it in the video. I like, also feel like you don't usually get information that specific. I never get names. Names, yeah. guys, names are that was like so the first hard for thing me. You said too was Caroline. It's so crazy. <laughs> um. So then we talked to another woman who came through. Her name was Elizabeth. Yeah, I walked over to a headstone and was like, this one's pretty talk to this lady. Yeah, um, and she was nice. I think she owned a shop because she was showing me a, a shop that she owned at some point. And I think that was, yeah, she owned a shop at some point. Um, and then we walked over to another headstone because it was literally in between two trees. Well, it's because I was talking to someone else. <laughs> yeah, you were talking, well, okay, I was talking to a blonde haired woman, I think. Like who was younger. Yeah. She wasn't Elizabeth. She was somebody else. And she buried all of her family members before her. That's what you said. Something like that. Or like her husband. That one was Phoebe. Oh, really? I thought you said that the younger girl had an older husband, so he died before her. Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Because I feel like Phoebe also was the person that died last, and she buried the rest of the people in her family. But I was seeing an older woman, and she was seeing a younger woman. Yeah, there was so. a couple different people talking at once, and it was hard. Yeah. But Phoebe was the one who had her headstone growing in between, or not not her headstone growing. She had her headstone in between two trees that were growing. So her headstone predates those trees. Yeah. And the trees were big. Huge. The trees were over 100 years old, at least, because her headstone was 1880. Yeah. That's when she died. I think was 1880 mm -hmm. <laughs> and she had dark hair that was graying um, pulled back too and she was wearing older clothes obviously and she made me look at her headstone she's like 1880 1880 I'm like okay and I look at Emily and I was like there's and I could like feel the souls that I was talking to around us like different ages like see what they looked like and stuff like that and they were just so welcoming and understanding and I look at Em and I was like it's so crazy that we're at a cemetery that is this old because guys you know if you are longtime listeners that uh, I don't like to share my gifts with people or tell them outright about it because some people get offended and don't believe in what I do because of religious or other reasons which is fine again I don't care so me going to a cemetery I was scared that people weren't going to talk to me or would get mad at me and Em for going there because we're just like, you know, messing around in a cemetery, doing like some spiritual shiz. And 
I just was like, these people are so welcoming and they're so nice and I feel so accepted. Just accepted. Whether they believe it or not, they're like, this is normal and it's okay and it's not a big deal, which I've never felt that way about my gifts in my entire life <laughs> in a group of people. Yeah. I've never felt accepted Liv, and like, okay. I was talking to souls. I'm, it's crazy. <laughs> they're like, we're going to help you out on this even though you're kind of blocked still. So Phoebe made me look at her headstone 1880 and had all of these people give me these feelings, these clairsentient emotions and talking to M and she goes, the spiritual awakening. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. I see all these things. I was like, oh my God, guys, the spiritual awakening in America was a time period in the middle to late 1800s to the early 1900s. All of these people that we were talking to lived during this spiritualist movement within American fucking history. Which is why they were so welcoming of us <laughs> moseying around in their cemetery. <laughs> because they were used to it. Yeah. The biggest spiritual spanking to date. Which I still don't get it. why she's so like, overwhelmed by it because the second she was like okay we need to go to this one I was like okay there's some weird reason why we're going because you're live and you never actually choose anything souls just choose things for you so that's why she's like do you get how crazy this is I was like live this happens all the time <laughs> all the time I just, like, we literally got bamboozled by these spirits. All these months I've been driving past this cemetery and this old guy's like, you're going to come do your video here. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And he's like, you're going to do it. It's going to be fine. We do it. And that is why, because every single person within that cemetery knows exactly what we're talking about because they lived it. Yeah. <sighs> I love great. spirit. They're so cool. They're so cool. And they're so funny. Yeah. We're just some teenage, not even, like, Adolescent laughing about fart jokes. <laughs> in a literally <laughs> making fart jokes and dad jokes, SpongeBob references in a cemetery in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh guys, it's so perfect. It's too good. Spirit's great. Um, anyways, let's talk about some what? Traditions, rituals? Um, I have graveyard etiquette. There we and go. I also have graveyard superstition. I'm all about it. Get into it. So the graveyard etiquette is usually followed upon by witches. They are typically the ones that have this like graveyard etiquette, but there are some things that normal or like neurotypical or like, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call you normies out there who don't believe in anything, <laughs> but you, you guys follow this probably as well. So the first thing is, like we said in the beginning, with the gatekeeper, there is a gatekeeper at each cemetery. They're each different based on the cemetery, but it is respectful to bring a offering and put it at the gate of the cemetery. And usually people will do coins. That's probably the most popular, but you can also use like herbs, I don't know, stones, things that you think that the souls would appreciate. And it's not necessarily something that it, they would like, but it's just shows respect for them. It's kind of like the thought that counts, so to speak. But for our one single time of actually spiritually <laughs> visiting and connecting with a cemetery, Em and I were told by this <laughs> one's gatekeeper. gatekeeper that he was like, don't leave I don't want to clean it up everywhere. <laughs> I don't need that. So if Let you feel like prestige, queen. Yeah. 
if you feel like your gatekeeper of your cemetery would like gifts, then go for it. But other, I mean, if you don't think that they want a gift, then don't do it. Because I guess ours was like, keep your trash out of my space. But also make sure that this gift is not something that is going to be used to cleanse or banish things. The souls that are there will take care of any negative energy. You don't have to do that for them. Yeah, because it could cause more issues. I mean, just yes. leave an ice cream cone. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? Ding, just leave it there. Klondike bar. Unwrapped, preferably. The next uh, etiquette rule would be to not take anything from the cemetery without permission of the souls that reside there. But are they really going to be like, yeah, bro, you can take that. Someone's just got like a satellite dish under their arm. Well, I mean, if you're a witch, you probably are going there to like communicate with souls or to do spells, rituals, things like that. Um, Usually, I think people use like the soil or something from a cemetery to do spells. But I'm not sure because I'm not a witch. But you have to ask permission from the souls, and I would assume you do that if you're not a medium with a pendulum or something like that, some sort mm. of divination tool. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Which is also interesting because a lot of people believe you shouldn't use divination tools on a graveyard, but details. <laughs> Em and I aren't witches, we're just mediums. <laughs> we are the divination tools, running joke of the year. And then these are some of the etiquettes that... Um, your typical person would follow, not necessarily a witch, but it is respectful to clean up people's headstones, and you also want to make sure that you leave any of the, like, gifts or flowers that are there, but you want to clean up the trash or things that are left by other people who are not as respectful, but you also don't want to litter. You want to clean up all the weeds, things like that. And this is also another thing for witches. If you are, like, going there to do, I don't know, divination, spells, whatever, it says that you shouldn't go to a cemetery that is more new. You want to go to one that is, like, over 100 years old because it just shows respect for the people that are living and their loved ones so you're not bothering them. Oh, you mean going to a cemetery that there aren't going to be people there? Yeah, there aren't going to be, like, living people because there are hundreds of years old the cemetery is like ours yeah which is why that's a good one that we went to because i don't want to like put people's names in the video that are like i know that person yeah i put them in the ground you know (laughs) because that would be uh disrespectful i'd be sucky yeah i get it and then it also says to not bring any mirrors to a cemetery because a lot of people believed back in the day that you needed to cover your mirror because souls could get trapped in the glass but I think that's interesting, too, because I'm not necessarily sure that souls get trapped in the glass, but it, I don't know. Mirrors are portals, my dude. <laughs> that's it. That's mirrors that on Mirrors are portals, that. my dude. And then you want to try to avoid stepping on people's graves. And if you do step on someone's grave, just, like, apologize and try not to step on it again. <laughs> and then you just want to be respectful for the living people that are visiting their lost loved ones. But those are kind of, like, the... Rules of etiquette told by a witch. (laughs) On said interwebs. Said interwebs. That is usually what people follow. Giving offerings, cleaning up the place. You want to make sure that it is cleaner when you left than when you came. They left um, Rat's grandpa beer on his... uh, Oh, that's cool. On... uh, That's funny. Memorial Day. Yeah, that makes sense. It's Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. 
I want to bring him cups of coffee, but in the dirtiest glasses possible because he only drank coffee out of gross glasses. And it was um, like cowboy gross. coffee. Not even good coffee. That's weird. Okay, you want to go into superstitions? Superstitions. Yeah, I was supposed to find lore, guys, but uh, I did not find lore. It's okay. to find lore. Well, but it's I found funny a whole because bunch of superstitions. It's funny because uh, M wrote things at the bottom of a page in Asana, which is our, uh, I don't know, keeping track of organizational things that M. It's put our in management place. system. Yeah, our project manager. And uh, M put it at the bottom of the page the last time we did something, and I didn't see it. So this so time, I put it at the top this time. And but she didn't see. It. I put my stuff at the bottom of the page this time because she said I put it at the bottom of the page, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I need to put everything at the bottoms of the page. But she thinks that I'm looking at the top of the page, and I think she's looking at the bottom of the page. But we slid, we switched. The You're old, welcome. The old switcheroo. Superstitions. <laughs> Do you know why people wear black at funerals? Give me your best guess. Because it's slimming? (laughs) (laughs) No, people literally wore black so that they could hide from the souls there. They believed that black masked their shape or whatever. And that's why they wore black. That's crazy. I mean, because souls know, see, hear, and feel everything. So It's kind of like when you dress up on Halloween, you look like a monster so monsters don't follow you home. It's the same thing. You're not bringing home a soul because they can't see you because you're wearing black. You're welcome. What if the person was blind? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> they still know it's a black. Don't say how. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to make a okay. Mac Miller reference. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. And one of his songs, he makes a, a rude reference to blind people. Then he goes, I'm sorry about that blind people joke. That was kind of rude. My mom raised me better. Say God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> And then there are some graves that have bells over them. Ding, 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 ding. Coffee's done. But the reason why they have bells over them is because back in the day, they didn't they didn't really have, like, the technology to necessarily know that you're definitely dead. And not in a coma. <laughs> yeah. Or ate too much pizza. So they would tie a string to a bell and bury you. And if you were alive and woke up from your coma, you could, like, jingle the bell and... That would tell people that you're not dead and you need help. (laughs) But I also think that's crazy because I feel like a lot of people that go to haunted cemeteries hear bells. Do they? Yeah, I think that's the thing, that people hear bells in in cemeteries. And it's literally because people used to put bells on their headstones to make sure that their loved one wasn't actually dead. I thought it was because the elves had bells on their toes. Are there elves in cemeteries? No, I'm just being an ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it makes me think about the little the little elf from Disenchanted. He just has bells and he's like running through cemeteries. Why cemeteries? <laughs> Why would you find an elf in a cemetery? Because elves have to have fun too. Why would they have fun in a cemetery? Because headstones are the perfect height for them to hide behind. Oh my God. <laughs> that makes it even scarier. If it's haunted and you're just seeing, like, an elf that's actually trying to perceive themselves as a child. No, it's just an elf who has bells on his toes because his mama put bells on his toes when she made them for him. And he's in the graveyard playing hide and seek with his friends. Next superstition. (laughs) There's literally a child's game called Ghosts in the Graveyard and it's a hide and seek game at night. We should go to the graveyard at night. No. No. Mm -mm. Scary. Why? Because it's dark outside. 
Okay. Do you see these Coke bottle glasses on my head? Oh, you just can't see in the dark? Yeah. Are you night blind? That's the thing. I don't think so. Okay. I'm just blind. Just blind. Maybe we should wear black and I want people to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, not move so that you can't see me. You can only see movement. And if I'm not wearing all black. When I become legally blind, will you still love me? Are you going to become legally blind? I mean, do you see these things? They could stop a bullet. (laughs) They're so thick I could magnify and fry an egg. We can make a YouTube video about you being blind when that happens. That's probably why I'm so clairsentient. Because I don't can't see, see things. <laughs> so that's why you can't distrust it because you don't see anything. Yeah. That's why it's the clearest of my clairs. You're funny. You're funny. I fucking heard a tree knocking today. You're welcome. M's clairaudient as fuck. It was weird. Next superstition. Did you know that they planted flowers over the graves? I thought that M meant that they actually like sprinkled <laughs> carrot seeds on top of the headstones and uh, like if it grew then you were a cool person. I was like, well, if it grew there was some sort of magic there cuz that's not the ground, that's a headstone. It's just like <laughs> you're literally an idiot. <laughs> no, in the ground. <laughs> in front of the headstones. But if the flowers grew, then the person was a good person, and if it grew weeds instead of flowers, then the person was evil what it says trees don't like weeds they have a hierarchy they think weeds are invasive and problematic because they are invasive they literally invade other plants roots to get water from them well i'm just letting you know that (laughs) other plants don't like weeds for the same reasons we don't like weeds and it's interesting next one (laughs) okay i think this is my last one my last one is that people used to be buried in a certain orientation. So Since they st- I think they still are if you're certain if you're a certain religion, they yeah. follow this because so I know there this are one. different religions. So usually you're going to have your head to the west and then your feet should be to the east and it's based upon how the sun moves and how time works. So the way the body's facing Sorry, the way the body faces the rising sun and the final judgment is in the east. So that's why your head is in the west and your feet are in the east. Patrick, that doesn't say west. That says west. Literally, that's what I wrote in here. It's west. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> we are brainwashed by SpongeBob. West. <laughs> <Weast. laughs> yeah, I find it really interesting. There are other religions that bury them from north to south but i uh didn't write that one down because it wasn't as cool (laughs) those are the italians i'm an italian (laughs) you get it north to south like you bury them upright so you can't find the body oh god that's funny (laughs) why is that italian (laughs) because if you're in the mafia you bury people you put a shrub because everyone looks for a long line of dirt but they don't look for a small line of dirt so you bury them vertically and he plants a shovel on top, and no one thinks that it's a body. Wonderful. I should probably take these jokes out. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you won't take anything out. Probably not. It's still a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. F fart. Fart jokes. <laughs> We're so sorry, gatekeeper. <laughs> We're so sorry, everyone that's listening to this. I'm sorry if you know anybody that's blind, because I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I have a. I honestly think that I will be legally blind by the time I'm like forty. Yeah, but you'll still be able to see. 
No. You're legally blind. Yeah. Blind people, blindness is a spectrum. I know it is a spectrum. <laughs> but I won't be able to make anything out. It'll just all be blurry colors. Yeah, you also wouldn't be able to drive a car if you're legally blind. I know! I'm pretty sure I have a friend who may or may not be legally blind. And when he goes to the driver's t- <laughs> like when you get your license, he just like memorizes what the person in front of him says on the eye test so that he can pass it. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me after this who this person is so I know to never get in a car with them. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's scary. <laughs> wow. Hopefully you're not listening. I don't think you would, but it's fine. But you would know who you are. <laughs> now that's actually scary. Forget everything we just talked about. That's scary. So what was your favorite part, Liv? My favorite part was the spiritual spanking that I received from a woman who died in 1880 named Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe? Yeah, that was the craziest part. Not Caroline. Okay, that one was crazy too, but the fact that literally they orchestrated it so that we went to this specific cemetery so that the souls within it would be accepting of us is absolutely crazy and super skookum. Well, I mean, I knew that was happening. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know, but I knew there was something like that. Of course you did. Because it's always like that. <laughs> always. Always. Spirit is always moving people and finagling them. I had somebody email me the other night. They're like, do you mind if some of my family sits on in my reading? And I was like. Your entire family. That's honestly what I think it's going to be because it's exactly <laughs> what I see. I feel like there's going to be like four adults and one child who's going to be listening in on it. And I just yeah, responded. Like four generations responded to the client and I was like that's fine I mean it doesn't change anything as long as you're comfortable with them listening and they're free to answer they're free to ask questions because I don't want people to ever feel like they don't know what's going on and uh, when I give readings I try to literally answer as many questions or any questions that you have um, because it's cool and I want you to get your money's worth and feel included and you know whatever So I told the woman, I was like, yeah, I don't care as long as they listen, but this is your reading. Like, I'm not reading your whole family, but they can sit in. And she came back and she goes, well, I read on your description that it says that you can't control who speaks to you. So I just didn't know if this was going to interfere with the souls that talk. And I was like, it could, but it probably won't. And the fact- Well, the souls know you're just going to be talking to her. Well, the, the fact that you're asking me if people can sit in is probably because the souls want them to be there because they have messages for them. And honestly, you're probably scheduling a reading that isn't for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the reading's going to be for her, but there yeah. are specific people that need to be there. And that's that why spirit is, is making them ask- be there and yeah. having her ask me yeah and I told her that and she seemed a little freaked out maybe she was like oh thanks for the clarification <laughs> <laughs> but there are other mediums that charge extra to have people sit in with them mm. I'm not there yet I'm not that cool I'm, I'm just saying I don't think I'm that cool. I don't think you necessarily need to it's literally just based upon what your client wants but you just need to know you're just reading that client yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not a, like a group reading or whatever. Oh, no. And that's that's what I told her because yeah. I didn't want her to think that. Because that's the distinction because I don't. I don't mind you asking questions. No. <laughs> you want to ask questions about what Uncle Gerald has to say and why or how it's happening? I will 100% tell you why. I had yeah. somebody ask me the other day when I was giving a pet reading if I hear the animal's monologue or dialogue. And I was like. like speaking English. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, they don't speak English. 
when they're alive, so why would they be speaking English in my head? Yeah. Because <laughs> the person was off-put when Liv was like, no, they don't speak to me in my head. They show me images and stuff like that. And the woman was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what? <laughs> Talking animals makes more sense? Yeah, so I tried to give her a, a rundown of the Claire's. Um, so I was like, so, you know, they'll use clairsentience, which is not just emotions, but they also make me feel what their food feels like when they crunch it or they'll use clairgustance which is clear taste and they'll make me taste what their food tastes like and she's like that's really weird I'm like yeah i mean yeah it's not gross though because the animals make me taste it like how they taste it so it doesn't gross it me out a good taste to you even though it's not supposed to be yeah so they give me smells too. They make me see certain things, but it's usually from their perspective as if I was like looking through their eyes. So that's like clairvoyance. Um, this creature was being handed off to a groomer and I could see my arms out in front of me at the girl's face because someone was handing me to her. Wait, what? <laughs> that's how he showed me that he was going to the groomer. They picked up the creature mm -hmm. and had his arms out in front of him. And I could see my little tiny arms in front of me and the face of the woman that was about to catch me because someone picked me up and handed me to her. You as the dog, though. As Yeah, as the yeah. creature. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, because I see it from their perspective. That's funny. Yeah, so sometimes really like funny. people will ask me, oh, do they like Uncle John? But I don't know what Uncle John's face looks like because the dog or animal that I'm talking to doesn't Looks look at the at bottom Uncle of their chin. <laughs> yeah, doesn't look at their face. So I'll be like, does Uncle John wear these type of shoes or sometimes smell like this oh or God. sound like that? Because they'll have me hear what the what the person sounds like or a phrase that they'll say. So I would say the most clear audience information I get from pets is when they make me hear things that they have heard. So like, what a good girl. Like yeah. I hear it from the person that they hear it from like they don't have their they own hear the, monologue you, they hear you hear their owner's voice not their voice yes which that would be weird this girl was like interesting yeah <laughs> but yeah if you guys are interested in a reading we do a psychic medium readings with Liv she can talk to your past loved ones in a medium reading or she can talk to your current pets in a pet psychic reading or your plants too she talks oh to plants oh my god please have me do a pet uh, plant reading I love plant readings I literally talked to a moss ball last week yeah because she was talking to beta fish and the moss ball was like I need to be rinsed <laughs> yeah and the the person who had these beta fish my client she was super nice she was like that doesn't make any sense. Are you supposed to rinse them? And I remember I read an article once about how moss balls need to be rinsed out every few months under like cold water to like, I don't know, rejuvenate them. And this moss ball was like, she's only done it once before. And he showed me exactly how he rinsed. He was rinsed out when she first got him. So she has a stainless steel sink with a window in front of it in the kitchen. The countertops are like off eggshell white-ish. And um, he was, she was holding him in her left hand, squeezed him out, ran him under the water, and then put him in the fish tank. He's like, that's the only time it's ever happened, and I need it again. So she was freaked out that I was like, you need to rinse your moss ball. And he showed me that one article that I read like 8,000 years ago. He's like, remember this? Yeah, I need that. That's what I want. And I was like, she's not going to believe me. He's like, she will, because she did it once. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I asked my client, I said, did you... 
rinse out the moss ball once before she's like yeah when i got it and i was like do you have a stainless steel sink is this what your kitchen looks like also are you left-handed and she goes yes (laughs) (laughs) and i hear i hear my client's significant other in the background go babe how does she know this (laughs) lol Because I'm a psychic medium, my freaking boss ball told me you're left-handed. How do I tell that to people without fucking laughing? (laughs) Yeah, this creature who can't move, who's literally a ball of moss that has no eyes or sensory organs. Knows knows that that. you're (laughs) left-handed. Surprise! Oh, God. Okay, rant over. You should book a reading with M&I because... It's fun. I like meeting souls. I like meeting you guys. Em and M likes meeting you guys, even though she has crippling social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a tarot reader, and Liv and I do readings together, which are the most of fun because we can stare at each other and ignore what each other is saying while we give you readings. Yeah, and be awkward and try to act like we're professional. <laughs> and also, you'll watch me write everything down that M says in the tarot cards and vice versa. It's pretty great. Maybe you'll get a dad joke or two. Mm-hmm. If you know, we, if uh, if you're real special, if you're real special, if we aren't having socially crumpling anxiety, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So make sure you guys check out our next podcast. We also have a YouTube video that is going out with our graveyard stuff. So make sure you guys check that out if you want to actually see live shit my pants. And <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. We are your meta kicks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.